Thanks for tuning in to Playoff Beards and the Let's Get Ready Network. On this network, we talk about all the things you love, like movies, TV, sports, professional wrestling, and more. If you're interested in supporting the network, you can subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash lgrnetwork. And please leave a rating and a review of this episode. Enjoy the show, everyone. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to the very first episode of Playoff Beards here on the Let's Get Ready Network. I'm here with the awesome Adelia Chamberlain, and we're here to talk some Stanley Cup playoffs. I'm really excited for this, uh, and I got to give you a shout out because this was an incredible name that you've come up with for this show. (laughs) Considering you're on this show to call it Playoff Beards, I got a little bit of one going on here, but uh, Yeah, uh, I can't grow a Playoff Beard. (laughs) I can't. So, uh, yeah, I thought it'd be a really funny name for the show. I was trying to think of something fun, and uh, Playoff Beards came to mind, and I was like, yeah, that's a thing. Yeah, that's perfect. That's perfect. Yeah, so uh, if you're listening to this on the uh, audio feed, we appreciate it. Uh, we're trying to get some more content out for that. And then uh, if you're watching this on video, uh, you are a member of our Patreon, so uh, patrons get access to the, the video of it, uh, which is a, a cool new thing that we're trying out here. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I'm kind of uh, itching to get in and talk about some some hockey here, Adelia. Uh, what do you – Let's start, I guess, with overall thoughts of the first round of the playoffs. Uh, to me, this is just an, an insane first round. I couldn't even believe oh, it was nuts. how incredible some of these games were. It was absolutely nuts. There were some incredibly high-scoring games that were kind of blowouts, and then there were some incredibly close games. We ended up with, I think, uh, the two Game 7s uh, yesterday, of course, going to overtime. Like, five Game 7s out of the eight series was nuts. Um, I found a stat on that that said that's the first time there's been that many in the first round of the playoffs since 1992 when there were six. Wow. And uh, the first time since 1997 and the only time uh, in only the second time in the entire history of the NHL, there were two game sevens on the same day that went to overtime. Wow. That's crazy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there's like definitely some, some records, I think uh, being broken. Yeah. Uh, quite frequently in so far these playoffs, and I think that like the the quality, the top top level quality that we've been getting, uh, refereeing aside, because there there have been some bullshit with the with these refs. I feel like the league really should do something about some of these just atrocious calls that have been made uh, throughout a few different series. But um, that being said, I, I think that like the 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 playoffs so far have just been insane. Like this was a crazy first round. And I think that a lot of that is because of just the level of the teams that are playing. Like, usually I, I, you, you think that there's some of those teams that just barely make the playoffs or they're kind of on the cusp and they're, they're not that great. But almost every team in this first round, it feels like, was like a con- possible contender for the Stanley Cup. And it's yeah. hockey, so crazy stuff happens, like, all the time. But just this year in particular, it feels like there's a lot more really good teams than maybe there ever has been. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I think there were only three teams in the entire league that made the playoffs with less than 100 points in the regular season. 
which yeah. is nuts. Um, and they were very close to 100, like 97, 98, 99. So... That shows you, especially I think in the East, that it was very there was a lot of parody this year among the yeah. teams. So a lot of these series going into it, it was like, okay, well you're the higher seed, but are you necessarily going to win? Like I didn't know who right. was going to win these series. I mean, you have hopes. Like obviously, I'm an Avalanche fan. I wanted the Avs win that series, and they very much did. But um, you know, I didn't know who we were going to face in the next round for like at all. So it was um, yeah. It was there was a lot of close series. Yeah, definitely a lot of game sevens, a lot of just like back and forth between the different series. Rangers, we'll talk about that series later, but battling back from a three-one deficit, like yeah. against Sidney Crosby and you know and everything. And, um, yeah, it's just series went to at least six games. Seven of the eight series went to at least uh, six, six games. games. That's that's pretty crazy. So, yeah, it was it was an insane first round, but we're going to, like, kind of start to break it down here series by by series and talk, you know, a few of the numbers and just, like, our overall thoughts of some of these series. I didn't get a chance to watch everything. Uh, obviously, I watched pretty much all of the, the Rangers-Penguin series and a little bit of the Tampa Bay-Toronto series and some of the Calgary Stars uh, series, but... Ideally, I know you've like pro- you probably watched a lot more than I did. I've so. watched more than that. <laughs> yeah, I've watched, yeah, I've watched some of every series. I've probably watched most of every series. Um, I don't know how well I can actually break it all down, but I'll I'll try. Yeah, we'll we'll do our best here on this show. But um, yeah, I think the the first series that we're gonna get into and talk about here is uh, kind of piggybacking off of that that insane game seven that we had last night between the oh. Calgary Flames. And the Dallas Stars, this game was nuts. And going to overtime and just the, the way that the the Flames sort of were able to rally there at the end. And just th- this series was was kind of surprising for me. I think I um, predicted that the Flames would win in, in five games and the Stars were able to push it to seven. So uh, I think that has to do a lot with like their coaching. It seemed like the Stars coaching was really good. And I think it, a lot of it also had to do with Jake Edinger who, as we talked about earlier before we started recording, just had an insane flurry of, of saves in that overtime last night that was just totally mind-blowing. Yeah, there there was a sequence where I just I said out loud, oh, my God. Like, you, you don't see saves like that just happen that quickly that often. And he was incredible right. in that overtime period. I. I actually felt really bad for him when Calgary scored the winner. I did too. He looked really bummed, and especially considering he—I think he had like almost sixty shots or something on goal. Yeah. And as the final score was four to three, so like that's that's three insane. To three to two, even yeah. Yeah. Only three goals out of like sixty shots or something. So. Yeah. Uh, the one thing I will say for him is that that's the one series where I feel like there was no actual real blowout games. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that the highest score of any of those games was 4-1 or 4-2, whereas, like, we had other series, seven goals being scored in a game. Um, but uh, that was maybe, I don't want to say the most competitive, but maybe the closest series that we had, just based on what I was watching. It seemed to be, yeah. Yeah, I, I thought that the closest series was going to end up being the Wild and the Blues, but... I think it did, in terms of statistic-wise, end up being the Stars-Flame series. And I think uh, my big takeaway coming out of this is that uh, we're getting the Battle of Alberta in the next round, yeah. which I'm really hyped for. 
and I was I was going back and watching some old like videos of like a line brawl or whatever just between these two teams. Like there's I think there's gonna be a lot of heat going into this next uh, this next round. Yeah, we're getting the Battle of Alberta and the Battle of Florida, which I think is kind of cool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then uh, like that um, they haven't played each other since nineteen ninety one, Calgary and Edmonton. I found out today. So yeah. that's there's gonna be it's gonna be a good series. And the fans in Calgary and Edmonton have been amazing. Yeah. Um, you can tell Those how much Canadians. it means to them to be able to be at a hockey game again and be at playoff yeah. games again. So right, because they just started opening up back up yeah. the fans recently. Yeah. Uh, they I don't think in the playoffs last year they had any fans whatsoever in Canada. Nope. Not, so, nothing in Canada. I I you can tell how excited the fans are to be there and I'm I'm happy for them that both their teams pulled it out in game sevens because Yeah. Both of them were on the ropes there for a minute. Yeah. It makes it that much more exciting. And I'll put out a little article on the website here soon about like just, just my basic predictions and we'll obviously we'll talk about it as well. But yeah. I feel like this next round will probably go seven games as well. You kinda yeah, you, as a fan you kinda hope as a hockey fan you kinda hope it does. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, any other notes on this series before we move on? Um, Calgary had won two of the three games in the regular season series, so I guess I was somewhat surprised that it was this close, given the fact that they had the edge in the regular season. But I don't know how close those games were in the regular season because I don't watch these two teams on a regular. So um, I I really enjoyed watching these games, like. I really enjoyed it. They were very good, very close games. There wasn't a lot of controversy, I don't think. At least none springs to mind immediately. And it was just a, an overtime game seven flute goal from Johnny Goudreau. And yep. it's the way it goes sometimes. Yeah, you get that late into overtime. I think it was, with what, like five minutes to go? Or so yeah. five, five minutes and 50-something like seconds. Yeah. And uh, just the the way that went down too. I mean, uh, Ettinger had to block like two or three shots before that goal finally kind of just bounced over him and, yeah. and went in. But uh, just these, you could tell these two teams were battling each other to the to the very end. And uh, as you said, a very close series. And yeah, I I at least watched Game Seven of this series and I had a hell of a time watching it because it was really really super exciting. Had me on the edge of my seat for sure. Two just a, a really fun games to Game Sevens to watch last night uh for sure but yeah. yeah this this is a fun series and yeah i'm really looking forward to the the next round for sure yeah um but yeah we can uh, move on and uh, we're going to kind of go back and forth between the, the different conferences here and then uh lead up to talking about our our own uh, favorites here yeah. at the end of the show and uh, we'll do some predictions as well but uh we'll sort of move on and uh oh man it's got to be really rough being a toronto maple leafs fan Oh yeah, and just going through this year after year after year, and even people like you know most of their fan base is pro- probably wasn't even alive, you know, the last time they won a Stanley Cup, nineteen sixty seven. It was the last year of the original six era, uh, and this 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 poor team has just not been able to make it out of the first round since I think like two thousand eight or something crazy. They've lost eight consecutive playoff series in a row. You know, there are quite a few years where they haven't made the playoffs as well over the last couple decades. But, you know, they, they, it was a tough challenge. It was a tough hill to climb going up against the defending Stanley Cup champion Tampa Bay Lightning, who are 
basically the same team that we've seen win the cup the last couple of years. They haven't really had many personnel changes. So this is yet again a really, really scary team. And it just is getting kind of annoying that they keep like winning every year. Like I'm really yeah. getting sick of the Tampa of the Tampa yeah. Bay Lightning, but especially since it was it's really gonna be interesting because it's a team that the Rangers made some big moves with. We basically helped them win those two cups by trading off like Ryan McDonough and a few other guys uh, a few years ago when we went into rebuild mode. And now the, our rebuild is complete. We're back to this like powerhouse team that could possibly win the cup. Uh, maybe even going up against the Tampa Bay Lightning. It's going to be really, really interesting to watch. So, yeah, sucks to be a Maple Leaf fan yet again this year. I had the Maple Leafs winning at seven at home, but I don't know why I, I did that because it's just the same freaking thing year after year, and I should have known better. But, again, part of me was like, this is a really good team. They got Austin Matthews. Like, there's got to be one year where they finally are able to make it out of the first round. But, apparently, the Toronto Maple Leafs are cursed, Adelia. It seems that way. I mean, it does yeah. seem that way. Um, I heard, I saw one tweet um, just like railing against the NHL ever expanding beyond the original six because Toronto would have won so many Stanley Cups if they hadn't by that. And I was just like, I don't know if that's true or if the NHL would even exist if they hadn't expanded. I mean, yeah, like, that was a bit of a ridiculous take. The fans just like wrecking shop in Toronto when they lost is oh. not cool either. No, there's um, some nasty videos of people going at it. Like, yeesh. yeah, yeah. Um, I think Toronto lost this series um, mentally when they lost the game in Tampa in Game Six in overtime. Yes, agree. I mean, that gave Tampa like this mental edge over them, and they just took full advantage yeah. of it in Game Seven. I didn't get to watch a lot of Game Seven, but I saw enough to know that like Toronto was trying and trying, but they they didn't seem fully engaged in there. Yes. I I was able to watch this game seven. They did, I think, get diffused by that, that loss in game six, that, that really that heartbreaker overtime goal. And it just they they never were able to really recover from that. They had a few scoring chances late in the, in the game, but really just couldn't get anything going against Vasilevsky and the defense of the Tampa Bay Lightning. And they just kind of took over. We've seen Tampa Bay do this a lot in the last few seasons yeah. and it's just them doing what they do. And, you know, it's going to be a tough team to beat. And I think the Toronto Maple Leafs just kind of, once you give, give uh, that little, you know, that one fuck up at the end of a game like that, uh, not even a, a fuck up, but just like a hard fought, you know, kind of loss. I think it really takes a lot out of the team, especially, you know, headed into game seven when you're tired and everything and the momentum has kind of swung the other way. And, you know, yeah. it does suck because I think that the fans really wanted to, to see it. And I think a lot of these Maple Leafs fans, like, you know, previously didn't have much faith in the team really going anywhere. But I think this year felt a lot of, like different to a lot of the fans just go yeah. engaging off of reactions on, on the internet and everything. And uh, I watch, I don't know if you watch uh, Sportsnet at all, but, uh, uh one guy on there, his name is Steve Dangle, and he's a massive Toronto Maple Leafs fan. He does these dang it, like, blooper reel kind of things every week. Yeah. It's really funny. And uh, he was, like, adamant that the Leafs were going to win it all this year. Uh, and he was like, this is, every other year it's just felt like doom and gloom and sadness. And this year, like, feels different and ready to go. So I, I do feel 
really bad for Maple Leafs fans after this. I know, like, Snark is probably watching this and going, boo, but, like, uh, you know, I, I really do, man. You got you to gotta feel for, for these fans because they, they've just had a tough, tough go at it the, the last, uh, you know, 50 years, really. Over yeah. 50 years at this point. Yeah. I do know who Steve Dangle is. I have gone down a rabbit hole watching his trade tree videos on the Sportsnet YouTube <laughs> channel. Like, yeah. fascinating to me. Um, but yeah, uh, I I just wanted Toronto to win so Tampa would lose. Like I have no, I don't care about yeah. either of these teams. I have no personal attachment to either of these teams. Um, but I wanted Tampa to lose so badly. And I was in voice chat with Snark when this game was going on. And he was like, no, they have to lose. They have to lose. And I was like, no, I really want them to win because I don't want Tampa to win again. So it was, um, he was very happy when Toronto lost. I'm fine with it. Like, they, I, I don't want to say they choked, but they were definitely deflated in game seven. It's not yeah. like they had a big lead in game seven and let, go, let it go. Um, I don't know if, I don't remember if they ever led at all in game seven or if. They didn't. They were down one nothing early. They scored the tying goal, I think, late in the second period. And then uh, that was it. Two to one final score after uh, Tampa scored, I think. Actually, no, wait. So they scored early in the second period, and then Tampa Bay scored late in the second period. And it was 2-1, to one, and then that was it, really. Like, they're, yeah. they just – Tampa Bay just played defense for the entire third period, so. Um, and Tampa's yeah, very good at that. Yeah. Yeah. I think it, they had to get that squad led by Ryan McDonough, as I, I said. You know, he was a big factor in the Rangers to the Stanley Cup uh, finals in 2015 – or 2014, whatever that was. Um, so yeah, it's, they're, they're a tough team to beat. As I said, they're a tough team to break through in their, in their, in their zone. You know, they, they really, uh, do well puck protection in their own zone. I think that that's like key. If some team can break through on that front, yeah. I think that they might be able to beat them. But, uh, yeah, it's a, it's again, a scary threat in the Tampa Bay Light this year. Yeah. And I want them to lose to Florida now. I, how am I rooting for the Florida Panthers? What I know. Like, how, how are we rooting for the Florida <laughs> Panthers? But it's happening. Yep. Uh, uh, any, anything else about Ed, the series? Okay. I, I don't think there's anything else to say. Uh, yeah. Let's go into Edmonton in L.A. You said you haven't seen much of this series. No, I didn't. I, th- there's a couple of these series that I, I mostly just paid attention to the scores and didn't really watch any of the highlights or anything. So um, the, this was one where I kind of – Again, figured that Edmonton would win sooner than they did and was surprised that it went to a Game 7. But um, Edmonton is a team that has been like a completely different team since they fired their their coach back in like February or whatever it was. So I feel like there, there's a lot of these teams that kind of have been following that sort of formula and have actually had success. And it's kind of, kind of annoying that it's almost been a new trend that's been set. But you saw it with the St. Louis Blues. Uh, firing their coach, and then they, they come roaring back and they win the Stanley Cup. Uh, last year with the Montreal Canadiens, got to the, the Cup Finals, didn't win. But it seems like the Edmonton Oilers are kind of doing that this season, and that worries me a bit. That worries me for teams like, you know, your Colorado Avalanche. Yeah. So, well, I'm, I'm hoping, I'm rooting for the Flames, I think, in this next series, because I, I do want to see uh, the Oilers kind of lose. But, um I don't know. What, what what are your thoughts on this one? 
This this series was basically um, LA came in one game one in Edmonton, and then Edmonton was like, "Okay, we'll wake up now." Outscored them fourteen to two in the next two Whoa. games, and then in game four in Los Angeles, Jonathan Quick was like, "Nope, not happening again," and caught fire. Game four was a shutout for LA for nothing. Game five, LA won in Edmonton in overtime. Oh, and so they that's went tough back to, do. to LA in game six and were up uh or were up in game six or it was tied at two, something like that. And Connor McDavid basically said, We're not losing this game. That's it. And pulled me on dry sidle along with him and, and willed them to a four two win in game six. And then they managed to win game uh seven two nothing. Um Jonathan Quick has to he played so well in Game Seven. Like I, I know it was two goals for Edmonton, but he played yeah. so well in Game Seven. He has to be furious that his team couldn't score a goal in Game Seven. Couldn't get that offensive support. Yeah, I mean he's he's like kind of a vet now at this point, and he's still like unbelievable. He's played at an unbelievable level, and that's yeah. you know it's kind of like uh, like it reminds me of like a Mark Andre Fleury or somebody. You know, just still so good, really late in his career, but. Um, yeah, I, 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 that, uh, that, I feel, feel like that Connor McDavid is, uh, he's something else and, yeah. uh, it's going to be talking- a real tough, tough, tough threat yeah. this year in this, uh, I, I, I was playoffs. talking to someone last night who said, I can't wait to see Connor McDavid choke in the next round. And I was like, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. Not in a battle of Alberta. Do I see him like choking, but who knows? No, I think it's going to be a fight. That that's what I think that series is going to be. Yeah. Yeah. Like I don't think anybody's choking. Yeah, yeah, same here. That's that's definitely. I think both Western Conference series, like really the next round, I mean, it's just going to be the next round ridiculous. is full of great series. Yeah, all of them. Yeah, they're just all good. Like it's crazy. I feel like we're we're spoiled as hockey fans this year a bit. We really are. Like the regular season was great for the most part. And the despite all the COVID shit, but that yeah, aside, despite all the COVID shit, and you know, like it cost the players the Olympics, and I feel like for these teams that made the playoffs, they were like, "Well, we're winning something this year." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and they're just going for it, and I really appreciate that. It's put on some really entertaining games. There is not a game in the playoffs so far that I've watched that I was like, "Oh, that's kind of boring." Yeah, there's a couple blowouts here and there, but like. Overall, it seemed like every almost every game was a great game. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Um, anything else about the Oilers Kings before we move on? Just looking forward to the Battle of Alberta. Same here. Same here. Can't wait for that series. We'll do our predictions for that here uh towards the end of the show. But um uh let's uh talk about the Florida Panthers and the Washington Capitals. Uh which again, this I think I predicted that the uh I'll pull up my article here, but uh, I believe that I had the Panthers winning this in five. Uh, It took them six, but not surprising considering uh, Ovechkin was back. Uh, This definitely was, uh, it seemed like there was a couple really, really close games, a couple games that went into overtime. And yeah, this is is one of those ones that you kind of expect it to, to go this way, but it looks like there was a lot of, really entertaining hockey. Uh, the Florida Panthers going in as President's Trophy winners, I think the obvious favorite, even though 
Washington Capitals putting up a fight. As I said, I mean, you can't never count out uh, Alexander Ovechkin, uh, especially in the playoffs. But, uh, yeah, I think uh, Florida Panthers definitely another really, really tough team to beat here uh, in, in this uh, playoffs. Yeah, Florida, obviously the President's Trophy winners from the regular season. Um, a lot of that had to do with the Avalanche losing five of their last six games as we rested people for the playoffs, but that's okay. Oh, yeah. um, uh, so the number the, one seed in the conference yeah. didn't really matter. Yeah. This was the first time the Panthers and the Capitals had ever met in the playoffs, and this is the first time Florida won a playoff series since the Eastern Conference Finals of 1996. Wow. Yeah, because we beat them in the Stanley Cup Final that year. <laughs> so I, I was like, I can't remember Florida winning a series since then. That's why they haven't. Um, I was going to say, like, how are the Florida Panthers so good this year? I don't really understand. I don't know. Like they had, they had that. You know, um, I what's their coach's name again? Andrew Burnett, the guy that took over for Quenville. Yeah. He, I think he had a, right. a, a kind of tough situation there with Quenville having to to resign, but um, he definitely uh, had the team had gotten off to a really great start, and he just sort of took that team and and kept it going, and I think. I, I don't remember if they've removed the interim tag from his his coaching role. I think they should, and they probably will, but um, if they haven't already. But the, I was kind of surprised to see Washington game win, win game one of this. Like, they went to Florida and won game one, and uh, there was an empty net goal that made it 4-2 in the end, I believe. But um, Alexander Ovechkin just looked like he was willing that team on. And... Then Florida blew him out in game two. So Washington blew him out in game three. Like it was It's so crazy. funny how that happens in the playoffs, right? Yeah. Then game four was <laughs> then game four was an overtime game. Game really six close. was an overtime game. Really close. Um, yeah, so I it was a good series. I think the, the Florida deserved to win it in the end. But yeah. um I I enjoyed watching the games in this. Yeah, it's funny, like, I, going in, it, I felt like it could have been that one first round, like, big upset that we normally see, but, I, you know, it's funny, looking at it now, I don't think we really had one of those. I mean, all the, like, top-seeded teams pretty much won. Um, yeah. So right there was no that. no real big upsets, like, the Flames moved on, the Avalanche moved on, the Panthers moved on, uh, the Canes. St. Louis beat Minnesota. That was technically an upset. But... Minnesota was favored in that series, huh? Yeah, Minnesota was was second in the Central. Uh, St. Louis was third. So technically well, that's, that's an upset. Kid. Technically an upset. I say yeah. that, but St. Louis won all their regular season meetings, so I don't think it was that's actually an upset. Yeah, yeah. No, that, that's what I said moving moving into the series. Uh, that's, that's a good segue. We can talk about the yeah. Blues in the Wild. Um, that I felt like this series could go either way, but I did favor the Blues considering their record against the wild in the regular season. And while that doesn't necessarily always translate over to the playoffs, I think a lot of times you can at least like look at that. If looking back on a series, like the, the, the blues win, they beat the wild and that's, that's what happened. You can be like, Oh, well, you know, part of that was because they were really good. I mean, they, they didn't ever uh, beat Minnesota in Minnesota and during the regular season. Um, and I think part of that was because they played the winter cup, the winter classic, in Minnesota oh, yeah. at, at Target Field in, like, frigid, you know, 
degree weather or whatever it was. That was in Minnesota this year. Yeah, and the and I believe the Blues won that game as well. So um, they had there to was have. That. They won all the games in the regular season. Yeah, and you know the only thing going in for the Wild that they kind of had was the, the home ice. They they played their record at home was thirty one eight and two. So there was that, but again, a lot of that like home ice stuff doesn't necessarily always matter in yeah. the NHL playoffs because it's fucking lunacy. Yeah. <laughs> it's hockey. You know? yeah, it's, what is home ice in event? Like, like <laughs> right. we didn't end up like we personally, the Avalanche didn't end up with home ice throughout the playoffs. I was like, that's fine. Like, so we might have to go to Florida if we both reach the Stanley right. finals. Okay. Like we're gonna have to go to Florida anyways. Like, who cares what order it's in? So yeah, yeah. Um, I really thought that this game, um, this series was gonna go the other way. I thought Minnesota was gonna win. I didn't realize the just because they had Mark Andre Fleury. They traded for Mark Andre. Fleury. Wow. Yeah, that was and huge. Like, I know Jordan Bennington's won a Stanley Cup before with St. Louis, but he didn't play all the games in this series. I forget the name of the other guy that played, but he didn't play all the games. And so um, I fully thought that, you know, the the wild were going to come back and take this, but game six, uh, game five in Minnesota, St. Louis won five, two game six back in St. Louis, they won five, one St. Louis just like took hold of this. Took over. um, Yeah. And took over. They played on mother's day. um, And, uh, TNT was running this thing about Ryan O'Reilly and his mom and how she donated a kidney to the guy that runs the rink where he grew up skating. And it was just this whole thing. But then it seemed like after that, like St. Louis couldn't stop winning and just couldn't stop scoring either. They scored scored five goals that day, scored five goals in the next two games and won the series. I wasn't, I wasn't anticipating that. And, And really we were just talking about what is home ice. The other crazy thing about this series is that every single game was won on the road. Yeah. No, that's just nuts. Minnesota won at home in game one. I mean, game two. But otherwise, every – and St. Louis won at home. There, there were some games. Oh, yeah. Home. Okay. Yes, you're, but, you're right. Okay. I'm just looking at this There was a lot of road home. wins in that. <laughs> there, there were. There was, there was a number of road wins in that series from both teams. Each team won a game on the other's ice, at least one. And, like, I was I – was, not surprised St. Louis won, but I was anticipating Minnesota would before the series started. Yeah, yeah. So that was definitely a – yeah, I mean, and they also took a 2-1 to lead after game three. So yeah. you think after that they might have been able to keep that momentum going. But, yeah, um, I, I think I had the Blues winning in seven going into this. Uh, they ended up winning in six, so I was uh, off by one. It's funny, a lot of my predictions are like I either had the correct team – or I had the correct amount of, of games, but okay. the wrong team. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, uh, uh, Blues move on. Uh, that'll be uh, – that's another – that's going to be a tough one with, with them and uh, and the Avalanche. But I, I think the Avalanche has got it. I, I, you know, we can talk about that later. But yeah, we'll talk about Blues, that. like, they're, they're a good team, but I don't think they've ever quite been like that team that won the Stanley Cup. Uh, a few years ago. Yeah. And that was also, I think, just such a, a momentum swing more than anything because they weren't very good leading up into that. They fired their yeah. coach, and then they went on that tear. It was like that tear just continued into the the uh, the finals. It feels like since then they've been, like, good, 
but not really any any more than that. So, um, yeah, I think the the big big series win for them against Minnesota, but I, I think that uh, it, it will be it will probably be tough for them to kind of keep that going here. Um, yeah, all right. So, anything else uh, before we move on to the Canes and the Bruins? I don't think so. All right, let's talk about that series. It was the Carolina Hurricanes uh, in Game 7, and I, I actually thought the Boston Bruins were, were going to take this one because you can never really count out the offensive uh, power of, of guys like, uh, you know, um, uh, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm blanking, David Posternock and, you know, the, 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 Marshawn and just the, Charlie McAvoy even leading that defense. Um, and it, it, it was interesting cause, uh, Frederick Anderson, uh, Hurricanes goalie was injured going into this series. So it was kind of up in the air how that was going to affect the, the, the outcome. But, um, yeah. it, it did, uh, it did turn out in, in, in favor of Carolina and they were able to pull it off. And, you know, I, I always feel like it's tough to count out the Bruins in the playoffs, especially what they've done recently. But, um, yeah, it is. It is definitely kind of interesting to see that they were able to to pull that off. I I, I kind of missed it. Uh, he's not back, right? Uh, Anderson for I don't think so. No, for Carolina. No, I he's, don't think so. I think they're roaming uh, on Auntie Ronta. Yeah, Auntie Ronta. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm looking at your. Yeah, yeah the interesting no, thing I found about this series is there was no road wins. Carolina won, yeah. Carolina won all four games in Carolina. Boston won all three games in Boston. So home ice did factor in for this one. There was also uh, only one one goal game in the entire series. It was either five one Carolina or four two Boston or five four five two Carolina or five two Boston. Like it was, there were some big swings of momentum. Like Carolina goes up to two zero in the series, then Boston comes back and it's two two, and then Carolina blows them out in Game Five. So Boston blows them out at home in Game Six, and then Game Seven was finally the close game at three two. Yeah. But um, you kind of anticipate like Game Sevens are not generally blowouts. Like it's very rare, I think, to find a Game Seven in a close series like that that has been a blowout. But I found it interesting that that was the way the series went. Um, Charlie McAvoy for the Bruins ended up with COVID in the middle of that. Ah, so he yeah, missed. That, that was a blow. Yeah, he missed one of the, the home games for Boston, came back the next game for in Carolina. Um, so I think that um, I felt bad for the Bruins a little bit, and I never yeah. feel bad for the Bruins. Yeah. So that was weird. <laughs> um, but uh, it was a good series. It was a really good series. Yeah. I, I was kind of hoping the Bruins would pull it off too because I thought maybe they would be the easier opponent for the Rangers. But yeah. like, because like the Carolina Hurricanes are terrifying. And they also, it's, and it's going to be really crazy because there's a lot of ex Rangers on that team, including Tony D'Angelo, who was absolutely loathed in Tony, New York. Tony D'Angelo was he's a piece of shit in this series, though. He yeah, was he's so al- good in this series. He's also a fucking he's asshole. Not great. He's not a good person. <laughs> no. I, I have heard that many he's a times. scumbag. But he was very good for Carolina in this series. And one of the reasons he's good at hockey. Yeah. Unfortunately, he is good at hockey. He's a terrible he's person. He's going to get booed but... like crazy in New York. Oh, yeah. Oh, there. We're going to let him know. 
let's how much well how we really feel about him and that that's gonna be uh that's gonna be some shit that's gonna go down because the last couple times the hurricanes and the rangers have played each other not only have the game's been really really close but the hurricanes have just edged out the rangers at the end both being at madison square garden uh both games i believe involving some some scuffling between the players uh, I, I don't know if there was a, ever a real true fight, but uh, with guys like Ryan Reeves for the Rangers, you would think that there might be something that goes down. So. Oh, yeah. I, I'm fully anticipating some sort of Ryan Reeves, Tony D'Angelo. Oh, yeah. Series. For sure. Uh, so, yeah, this, was, this looked like it was a, a very uh, back-and-forth series between yeah. the, the Bruins and the Hurricanes. Uh, with blowouts on either side, but uh, for at least from what I saw, I watched the highlights for, for a little bit of this and uh, for Game Seven, and it did look like at least that game was was pretty exciting towards the end. So yeah, um, yeah. So this 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 was uh, an interesting one. Hurricanes move on, and uh, yeah, I think uh, that pretty much covers that series. Unless there's any yeah. other notes we have, we can move on to the yeah. the real. Uh, yes, the real for our teams. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> for our teams. The only uh, the, the only teams that matter. The only teams that matter. No. Um, <laughs> let's start with my team, the Abs and the Predators, because I think there's actually less to say about this series. Um, it's the only series that was a sweep. Like yeah. the games kind of weren't close, except for Game Two, which went into overtime. Um, that game was a little interesting. Nathan McKinnon scored on our first shot, and we didn't score again wow. until. Uh, Kale McCarr won it for us in overtime. Um, this is the only series that didn't go to six games. Uh, we won two of the games with seven goals <laughs> in each game. The game four, we won five three. Like we we played in- amazingly in this series, and I just fear that we're not going to continue that. We've had a week yeah. off. Everybody else has been battling it out and playing and playing. We've had a week off which is nice in the playoffs, wow. but it's also like momentum killer in the playoffs too. It can be. Yeah. So I'm slightly concerned about that. I, we kind of just destroyed Nashville in the first period of game one. We scored five goals in the first period in game one. That is and hilarious. Then, yeah. Wasn't there, then, there multiple games like that where they scored like five goals in the first period? Just, just that uh, one. Was, uh, but there were a couple of games. Okay. Like, Game one was 7-2. This... We scored five goals in the first period. Yeah. Game two was the overtime game. Game, the three... game yeah. yeah. Game three, we went to Nashville and won 7-3. 7-3. 7 Game four was the first time in the whole series that Nashville was ahead in a game, was in game four. When they went up 3-2, and then we won 5-3. How... How many times did the Nashville Predators have to change their goalie? Because the a Avalanche... lot. Yeah. Because they pulled their goalie, they pulled their goalie in uh, uh, game one, the first period, and then um, their backup goaltender, like their their main guy, UC Soros, didn't play in the series. He was injured. Right, he's hurt. So they started with David Riddick, I think they said his, his name was, and he was gone within like ten minutes of the first period. He was gone. So they're down to their one. third string goalie. So they're down to their third string goalie who's this kid named Connor Ingram who played really, really well when he came in. He sort of like he let in some goals in game one, obviously, but the damage had been done by that point. Game was two this the, he was amazing. 
Yes, that's the, the closest game, the two to one uh, overtime. Game two, yeah. He was amazing. Uh, so this got, kid's got a future potentially. Yeah, he. I believe he got pulled in game three, and then I don't think he got pulled in game four. I'm pretty sure he started game four, but it's a week ago. I don't remember exactly. Who was <laughs> yeah, so long ago. So um, I've watched a lot of hockey since then. None of it has been my teams, um, but. Kale McCarr had 10 points in four games in this series. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> like, it, I, I saw that and I was like, God damn, that kid's good. Like, he's so, <laughs> so good. I can't handle it sometimes how good he is. That like, Avalanche I, team is just ridiculously stacked. We are. Even with those younger guys are, like, playing like that. It's like. Yeah. Like, the top line is doing what they're doing. Just holy shit. Yeah, and like a lot of the lot of the time, like our top line of Landeskog, McKinnon, and Rantanen isn't playing together right now because uh, guys have been out. Landeskog was out for like the last I want to say two months of the regular season before he came back right before the playoffs, and so like there was another line that was clicking and it was working. So why change that? So Landeskog's like on the second line, and it's. They're, they all work really well together. We've got a, an insane power play unit. It's like Landeskog, Rantanen, McKinnon, Makar, uh, and Kadri, I think, is the power play yeah. unit. So it's like, they're just, they're so good. And like, I'm worried man. now going into the second round because we don't get out of the second round anymore. Like, that's been our kryptonite. Like, last year we lost to Vegas in seven in the second round. Yeah, um, and we've the seen the Blues that, pull off those big upsets. Yeah, the, the year thing. before that we lost in the in the second round. Uh, we haven't been to the conference final in 20 years. Wow. Which is just like, like it's just, uh, I want that to change. I need that to change. <laughs> and the Avalanche are one of those teams that's never won the Cup. Is that right? No, we've won it twice. Twice, that's okay. We won it the okay. year they moved yeah. to Colorado, 95-96, which is the year I became a fan. And then we won it again in uh, 2001, which gave Ray Bork his Stanley Cup. And okay, Bork. gotcha. Well, I was a child uh, yeah. during those years, so. Yeah. No, <laughs> that's probably won- why I don't. <laughs> no, see, we, we moved, they moved the team from Quebec to Colorado. We traded that first season for Patrick Waugh. We won the Stanley Cup that year, and then in uh, 2000, 2001, we tra- uh, 2000, we traded for Ray Bork at the deadline to try to get ah, him the Cup. Okay. We didn't win. He stuck around another year, and we were like, we're winning it this year. <laughs> and we, we did. We won it for yeah. Ray, and he retired. Wow. But, uh, yeah, so we've won it twice. We haven't been back to a conference final since the year after that, and uh, I need that to change. I think there's a good chance of it this year because this this is like the best Avalanche team in quite some time, probably since that that Borg era that you're talking about. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it's gonna be interesting to see. Again, I think I heavily favor them over the St. Louis Blues, but again, we've seen the Blues pull off crazy upsets before, so I'm I'm hoping that doesn't happen because yeah, I I think this podcast is going to be just so much ridiculously fun to do if it somehow ends up to be Avalanche and Rangers Avalanche in the Rangers. finals. Yeah, yeah, uh, we're we, just we going to have a I, lot I of think, fun. Yeah. I think we're going to do I think uh, shows the day after games in the Stanley Cup Finals. 
So we watch the game yes. the night, we show the next day. So it'll be, it'll it'll be daily, daily for the Stanley Cup Finals, but I think we'll do after each round until then. Yeah, yep. I think that's so. that's the current plan right now. Um, unless, I mean, we'll see what happens if it gets down to it and it's like Ranger Lightning, which is what I'm predicting for Conference Finals, and like the Avalanche and the Flames on the other side. Yeah. Like that might be worth doing every every couple yeah. games or something. We'll um, but uh, we'll figure yeah we'll figure it out for sure moving forward. But all right, uh, any other let's notes talk about on your the Avalanche? Team now because there before, was okay, much let's, more let's move to on. Yes. Oh my goodness, was there ever? And let me just let me just quickly set the stage. May fifteenth. It is the evening of May fifteenth, twenty twenty two, and you can hear from underground, deep in Penn Station, the uproar, the roar of the crowd. 20,000 strong. Whoa! Whoa! This was insane. I can't even believe how this all went down. Rangers going down three games to one. Three games to one against Sidney Crosby and Malkin and the fucking goddamn Pittsburgh Penguins, who I thought had our number yet again. Same as it ever was. The Pittsburgh Penguins are, are doing what they do. But then Mr. Crosby gets taken out for two games and the Rangers come right back and force a game seven. And also the return of Tristan Jari, who had been out since like the beginning of April, headed into this. And the kid, the myth, the legend, Igor Shesterkin, doing what he does after getting pulled in the uh, two games prior in Pittsburgh. Uh, after giving up like I think four goals and like they towards the end of the period, uh, they pull him and then switch to Georgiev for the second period. But yeah, this was uh, this was fun to watch. It was fun. It was nerve wracking. It was stressful. But by the end of it, it was uh, a wave of exhilarance and, and happiness. Uh, and it just man, this is this is the second time that the Rangers have done this to the Pittsburgh Penguins in the playoffs and I could not be more happy um, because it's the fourth time uh, cons- four, four consecutive times now that the Pittsburgh Penguins have not made it out of the first round. And that makes me very happy as somebody that has is annoyed and sick uh, and tired of the pest that is the Pittsburgh Penguins winning all those goddamn Stanley cups uh, and making the playoffs that uh, Sidney Crosby Malkin line 16 consecutive seasons in a row making it into the playoffs just blows your mind. So I, I hope Sidney Crosby and Evany Malkin have fun in the Hall of Fame, but uh, I'm going to bask in this glory for now until uh, we have to face the Carolina Hurricanes, which could be uh, very tough. But for now, I, I'm going to ride this wave of, of hype. But, yeah, there's, there's, my, there's my rant, everybody. <laughs> fun rant. <clears throat> Yeah, I think this was the only real come-from-behind win series. Yes. Because um, you guys were facing elimination in, what, three games? Five, six, and seven? Yeah. So, yeah. We, uh, yeah, we lost, we split the series at home, so it was 1-1 one, one yeah, into Pittsburgh, were, and then yeah, lost two five, games in a seven. row. And then they had to battle back at home in game five uh, to force a game six. Uh, which was yeah. really intense because they, they ended up scoring like in the last like couple minutes of the game to force the game seven. 
and uh, there there was no like uh, you know uh, Chris Kreider pulling a um, you know uh, uh, Mark Messier and declaring that they were gonna gonna force a game seven or anything. But I think the fans just kind of had this feeling that that it was gonna happen. And uh, yeah, this was this was just crazy. I, I'm like I, I'm still like I, I'm kind of speechless as to how it all went down because it just I kind of well, I kind of dreamed it would happen, but I wasn't really sure. I was really worried after like game four, like, oh man, here we go again every freaking year with these Pittsburgh Penguins. But um, yeah, it's going to be really, really fun moving forward. I hope because I think this team can, you know, even if we don't beat the Carolina Hurricanes, there's a lot of promise here. And just with, with Chris Kreider and Mika Zibanejad and Artemi Panarin, Igor Shosturkin and Golden, you just list a whole bunch of different names the that have line. really made this team. The kid line, yet the Filipino line, Gerard Gallant just being uh, really, really uh, huge in, ha- you know, that was a big pickup for the Rangers, I think, to kick off the season. So, And we've seen him in his debut, debut season with, with a team bring them to the Stanley Cup final before with Las Vegas Golden Knights. So I feel like he was the guy to bring to, to bring in to potentially make that run. And I do think the Rangers have the potential to make the run. Again, I've been saying kind of saying this all season. I don't know if we have it enough to win the cup. I know a lot of people want that, uh, myself included. It would be absolutely incredible, but I do think that they have uh, enough to make a deep run. And I was just happy to make it out of the first round. Yeah, I can understand that feeling given the way the beginning of the first round went for you. Yeah, yeah. But um, I... I thought that Game Seven was incredible. Oh, like it was back and forth and back and forth. Something else. Um, I, I really thought Pittsburgh was going to take it, especially when I saw Crosby was taking the ice for Game Seven. Yeah. But uh, not even just having Tristan Jari back because Louis Deming, I think, came in and did a very admirable job. Yeah, he, he did. Like he was not supposed to play because Casey DeSmith started Game One for Pittsburgh. Yep. Louis and got knocked out before overtime. I forgot to mention that first game. Triple yeah, overtime. Game. Oh, my God. Actually, I, the I only still, multiple overtime game of the first round. It was, and I, I still pl- blame the refs that the Rangers didn't win this series in six games because that was my, yeah. my prediction. It was Rangers in six. It was Rangers in seven. But um, yeah, I, those uh, someone, someone I saw on Twitter was saying <laughs> there were four 50-50 calls, and they all went Pittsburgh's way in this series, yeah. which – that's rough. It was the refs were not lost, kind. You definitely would have been like, okay, yeah, they we got screwed. We got yeah, screwed, because yeah. there was there was a clear, blatant, awful call in game one. A goal that was clearly a goal that was taken back for, for quote unquote interference. Absolutely no, I bullshit. And I, I feel like the Rangers could have taken a one zero lead right there, but instead dragged it out into triple overtime and lost, and then fell down three one in the series. So I, again. I think the ref screwed us out of winning the series earlier, <laughs> but at the same time, yeah. I'm glad that they didn't that we didn't ultimately lose because you would have heard heard that from the fan base like the league has to do something about these refs because it, it seemed very oddly one sided. Like I don't want to throw any conspiracy theories around there, but it was just like I don't know. Does Sidney Crosby and Evgeny Malkin those guys get a pass because of who they are? Like what the fuck's going on with these refs? Like. I think I, this I series say, was blatantly bad. I will say that the interference calls were all over the place, going the way of a good yeah. goal in the in this playoffs first round. 
because like I was watching, you know, with the games are on ESPN and TNT here in the States. Uh, on TNT, they have Don Kaharski as a rules analyst. And every time there'd be one of these situations, they'd bring Don on. He'd be like, no, this is interference. This is not a good goal. We're going to strike this off. And they'd go to the ref on the ice. And they'd be like, always go the other goal. way. Yeah. <laughs> and like, then we became this running joke that like, yeah. that, uh, he was just like, oh, for whatever it was. I think it was like, oh, for two one day or something. So uh, I think that there was a lot of just the, you know, we let's not overturn things unless it's clear to overturn them. Like, I know there were a lot of people who didn't like the so-called high stick goal in the game seven last night. Um, but listening to them on TV, they were like, if you can't like conclusively overturn that, you can't, you have to go with the call That's on the, the ice. Thing. The call on the ice is a good goal. And that so, one did go to Toronto. That wasn't uh, the They all the go ice. to Toronto, yeah. They do, yeah, yeah. It's, it's weird. It's kind of interesting that way. And so we didn't have to use our challenge, which was good, because we ended yeah. up needing that timeout later, um, right yeah. before we score, scored that big playoff goal. So at least there was that that I think kind of helped swing it. But, like, yeah, I don't know. I, I, that, I didn't have as big of a problem with that that high stick call because it was kind of – on the, on the line a little bit. I don't think it was yeah. blatantly obvious. And that, I, I still, my biggest problem is with that first goal yeah, in game that one. First, that, that first goal, goal, I fully game. agree. It should yeah. not have been a goal. Yeah. But there were a lot of ones, a lot of ones that were close that could have gone either way. But yeah, they just all, all four or five of those or whatever, uh, that stat you were saying went in the favor of, of the Pittsburgh. Yeah. I, but I just got the feeling watching on TV because I watched, I, I've pretty much done nothing but watch hockey since the first <laughs> It's a good time uh, to do that. Yeah. <laughs> good time to do it. Like I have two monitors. I can do multiple things at once. Um, but uh, it seemed to me that they were trying to, unless it was conclusive to overturn it, let the call on the ice stand. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. That does seem to be the way that they it kind of lean here. But um, yeah, I'm excited. I'm really hyped for the next round. Uh, it's going to be a tough battle, I think, between all these teams. I don't see any of these series really being like a five-game kind of – four or five-game kind of deal. But, yeah. um, you know, if, if any of them are going to be like that, I feel like it's going to be like the Avalanche in five, the Avalanche in, in four or something. But um, I don't think I, you're speaking the blues. No, <laughs> no. I, 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 I do have to say one last thing on, on the yeah. abs and Nashville. Nashville's got to be kicking themselves over the last game of the regular season because they went up 4 right. nothing on Arizona and lost 5-4 lost. and ended up in the second wild card spot and facing us instead of facing Calgary and us facing Dallas. So they've got to be kicking themselves for that game because I think they probably would have stood a better chance against the Flames than they did us. Yeah. Nashville beat us like in like I think it was like three out of the four games we played this year. So I think they probably went into it with like a good feeling, and then we just just crushed them. Yeah, but I also think not having Soros there really yeah that didn't really hurt. Yeah. So, um, yeah, tough tough time to be a Nashville Predators fan, but good time to yeah. be a Avalanche fan. A good time to be a Rangers fan. Uh, let's uh, do our predictions for the next round. Um, we are going to go right, through let's, here. Let's and, save our teams for last. Yes, that sounds good. Um, so we can start with uh, – let's start with the Battle of Florida. Tampa Bay 
Lightning defending Stanley Cup champions going up against the Florida Panthers. Um, this is this is a tough one for me. I unfortunately feel like I have to pick the Tampa Bay Lightning because uh, they just they're they just seem to do that thing every series. Like they they just take over at the end, and I feel like the Florida Panthers are really really good. And I hope I'm wrong. I I want the, I kind of want the Panthers to win. Part of me wants it's weird because part of me wants the Panthers to win um, because I don't want to see the Lightning move forward. But if the Lightning win and then the Rangers face them in the, in the conference finals, then I believe the Rangers would get home ice. Um, I'd have to look at the standings, but um, I, I believe that's, that's the way it, it let me, However, talking. yes, uh, while, while you're doing that, I will uh, officially make my prediction and say that the Tampa Bay Lightning will win in seven games. And but I, I think it's going to be a really really tight battle, and uh, I, it could very well go either way. I think this is a series that could definitely uh, swing in one team's favor over the other. So, um, yeah, as we as we kind of uh, look at the standings I, from earlier I, in the season, I'll I'll say a few things. Um, Tampa beat Florida in six games in the first round last year. Um. They split their regular season meetings this year. Um, so it's it's hard to, uh, to figure it out. Yeah. You know who's going to win in this? Um, you guys were tied on points, you and the Lightning. I see that. The I don't Lightning, know if they have us on you won row, one more. Or... You won one more game than the Lightning. I don't know what your – I don't know how they determine who what home ice is. Yeah, head-to-head series, we won. We won all three games against them in the regular season. And I would, so. my guess is, with more wins in the regular season, and yeah. that Rangers get home ice, would have the home ice. Um, yeah. I, I'm gonna go for Florida in this simply because I don't want Tampa winning anything else. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be rooting for, for Florida again, which so, is weird. Um, I could actually see either one of them winning it, though. Yeah, but I want I agree. Florida to win. Yeah, I think it could go either way. I think it'll probably go seven games, and uh, yeah, I, I I'll be rooting for Florida, but I think I'm I think my official pick will be for Tampa Bay. But um, let's move on to the Battle of Alberta, the Calgary one. Flames against the Edmonton Oilers. This might be uh, apart from obviously uh, watching the Rangers hopefully win another series. Uh, this will be the one that I think I'm most looking forward to. Uh, these two teams going at it. Um, I, I just funny. I was watching a like a line brawl earlier from I think a couple years ago where the two goalies go at it. Um, oh man! So it, yeah, real, really really fun stuff there. Go go check out goalie uh, Flames Oilers goalie fight on on YouTube, uh, and you probably should see. I, I think it's still the same two goalies. It's um, uh, Mark. Uh, is it uh, let's see. Markstrom and Markstrom. Mike Smith. And Mike Smith, yes, I believe that's who it is. So um, this is going to be a, a total bloodbath, and I'm really, really looking forward to it. Uh, yeah. I got the, I got I th- again one that I think could go either way, but I think I got the Flames in seven. I think this could go either way. Uh, a few stats on this series: it's the sixth time they've ever met. Edmonton's won four of the previous five, but they haven't played since 1991 Smythe Division semifinals. Wow. Wow. Edmonton won that in seven games. They split their four games this year. Um, 
Calgary has home ice in this, so I think that yes. might play into it. Mm-hmm. But um, just because of the rivalry of the fans and everything in Edmonton, this isn't like like Colorado and St. Louis are not necessarily rivals. I think Colorado can go to St. Louis and silence that building, but like it's yeah. not like a, a an overwhelming crowd that they're like afraid of or whatever. I'm not saying that Edmonton's afraid of the Calgary crowd or that the Flames are afraid of the Edmonton crowd, but those fans are passionate up there. And yeah, they are. Calgary getting to feed off their fans' energy four times in a seven-game series might play into it. I think Calgary will win. I would not be unhappy if Edmonton did, though. Agreed. This is a, a series that I don't have an investment in for either team. So I'll be happy just for, like, a good hockey series that hopefully goes yeah. seven games. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you know, we, we talked about the Edmonton Oilers having such the run that they did uh, since firing their coach. They've looked like a completely different team. So um, maybe that, you know, that momentum swings in their favor here. Um, but, you know, Calgary, they, they've looked like potentially, uh, apart from the Avalanche, they've looked like the team to beat in the Western Conference all oh, season. Sure. So, yeah. Um, so I think that they are really, really good. And this is going to be a really, really good series. But, um yeah, could go either way for sure. Um, yeah. But uh, would you would you do the honors for the Colorado Avalanche taking on the St. Louis Blues here, Adelia? Uh, this is the these. I'll, I'll give some stats first. This is the second consecutive uh, playoff series uh, between us. Third overall, we've won both two previous series. Uh, last year, we won a sweep in the first round. I don't think this is going to be a sweep. Uh, I think we. I think we'll win in six. Um, we beat them two out of the three games in the regular season. I'm not overly worried about this from a hockey standpoint. I'm overly worried about this from a, I'm going to combust with anxiety if this goes seven games. <laughs> so like I got so lucky that that first round was a sweep because so much stuff going on in my real life. My anxiety has been through the roof. So having the abs just take care of business was great. Yeah. Um, yeah. If they just come in to this series and take care of business too, that's great. Um, Darcy Kemper, our goaltender, should be back. He had the um, the stick into the eye uh, through the, the mask um, accidentally yeah, in game three of the series. He missed game four. Um, but he should be back after an eight-day or more layoff this season. Um, Kemper is seven and one. Wow. So I'm not really concerned about the – the long layoff, of course I say this and we'll lose game one. <laughs> <laughs> it is the playoffs and it, it is, is hockey, the playoffs. But... Anything can happen. But yeah. um, I, there were a lot of people towards the end of the the year, the trading deadline that were like, you guys should trade for Marc-Andre Fleury. And I was like, no, I quite like Darcy Kemper. I don't want to like give up one of my players or a couple of my players to go get a goaltender that I think is slightly better, but playing just as well as Darcy Kemper is. So um Darth Kemper, I've seen them call him on Twitter now. So um, it's better than what they were calling him at the beginning of the season, which was the Kemperer. And I was like, no, please don't do that. Please don't do that. Um, I think we'll win in six. Hopefully not seven, but I'll take seven if that's what it takes. Well, you you mentioned uh, silencing the crowd in St. Louis, and I'm actually going to 
completely agree with your prediction 100%. I think the Avalanche are going to win this in six games. And I think that, uh, yeah, it's not going to be a total blowout like it was against um, the Nashville Predators. But I do think that uh, they will uh, ultimately be the ones to, to take down St. Louis. I think, you know, St. Louis, as I mentioned before, has, has sometimes pulled off these crazy upsets. And, you know, obviously recent history, not so much on the side of Colorado Avalanche. But if you look at the season that they had, I, I would be shocked if they didn't make the conference finals or at least the conference finals, if not Stanley Cup finals, because they do seem like, I, you know, I, I would argue that they're, they might be. And there's so many good teams, but I would argue that uh, consistently the Avalanche might have been the best team in the NHL in the regular season. So, um, I yeah, I think uh, I think that. Uh, you're going to be very happy coming into this round. I, I hope, because again, right, the ultimate goal here is is for it to be the Avalanche and the New York Rangers and the Stanley Cup yeah. Finals. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, just going to make this podcast even that, that much more fun. But um, yeah, uh, any any other notes on this before we move over and uh, talk about uh, Rangers no. Canes? Let's talk about the all Rangers. Right. Man, I uh, make my prediction first yes. and, then, and then you, okay. you make yours last. Um, I think that this will be very close. I could see this going seven again. I know the Rangers won all the uh, – was it split in the regular season between Carolina and – let me look that up. I believe quick. so. I think it was two uh, oh, games. Carolina won three of the four games this season, according three to – Three out of the four. Well, there you go. Yep. Uh, actually they've like only the played in the playoffs games. once before. That was in the qualifying round for the Eastern Conference in the COVID year of 2020. Yeah. Carolina won in a We don't speak of that. I don't think that's happening here. This is not the same Igor Shosturkin no, saw in that round. This is not. Uh, Igor Shosturkin, there's a reason why he's nominated for the Hart Trophy. He's the league's MVP. Yeah. Like, and actually, if I remember correctly, Henrik Lundqvist started the first two games of that, and then Shosturkin didn't come in until game three. But, yeah, by that point, it was like the damage had already been done. But yeah, this Igor Shosturkin is on. He's insane. (laughs) He is a shoe-in for the Vesna. Like, I don't think we've had a shoe-in for the Vesna quite this much in a while. Like, Vasilevsky last year won it, I think. But not as... I wasn't as sure of that as I am of this. And um, he'll... I think he'll come to play, Shesterkin. I think he got really angry at the fact that he let those goals past him uh, in Pittsburgh and uh, got pulled. So... I think he'll come to play. I think the fact that Carolina won three of the four games in the regular season doesn't matter. Um, and I I see it going six or seven, but I I hope you Rangers win. Thank yeah. You. Yeah, I think, uh, as I said, Carolina's a scary team. I'm not looking forward to having to face them in this round. But um, every single part of me believes in this team and hopes that we can make it out. If we don't, it's not – like that much shame in losing, especially if it goes deep. Cause again, like this is a really, really, really good team. The Carolina hurricanes, probably the second best team in, in the Eastern conference uh, throughout the regular season. But yeah, I, I'm going to uh, make my official prediction as a fan. I cannot pick against my own team. I have to go New York Rangers in seven. Uh, I think winning it on the road would be huge. And I do think Igor Shesterkin is going to show up for this. Uh, he did get rattled in Pittsburgh. But I do think that he, he may have sort of learned from that a little bit and just going to kind of propel him forward. Uh, might have a couple tough losses in overtime or something. I could see that kind of happening. 
Um, I'm hoping we can just close it out in, in, in five or six, but I, I think it might go game seven. Um, but I do think the, the Rangers will pull it off and move on to face the winner of the Tampa Bay Lightning and the Florida Panthers, which I believe could very well potentially be Rangers and Tampa Bay. Again, we've seen that not go the Rangers way before. But uh, I don't know. I got I got a feeling about this team, and again, I I, I want to see them do good things, and I think that they're they're all entirely capable of that. We have to see Chris Kreider in that captain's jersey. Uh, that has to happen this season. I think you're going to get a lot of annoyed Rangers fans if that doesn't happen. But um, shout out to Chris Kreider, who's just been phenomenal all year, both in the regular season and in the playoffs. All right, this this guy is. Uh, I would argue a future potential Hall of Famer for sure. And uh, he's locked up for, I think, another like five seasons for the Rangers, four or five seasons. So um, Chris Kreider is the captain, something I hope to see. But, um, yeah, any any other final thoughts before we wrap up here, Delia? So I think we're both hoping uh, for a Colorado-Calgary Western Conference Finals. Yes. We want Florida to beat Tampa. Yes, I think we and, both want uh, Florida versus New York Rangers. Yeah, so I think yeah. we're I think we're on the same page there. It'll be interesting to see if we're right about any of that. Right, <laughs> the way that this <laughs> playoffs has gone so far, yeah. I could see none of these four teams winning these series. Yeah, well, it's interesting you say that. I mean, I if you've checked out our website, let's get ready uh, you'll have seen that my predictions for the MLB playoffs were I went over. I pulled an old offer, and uh, for this, I did significantly better. I picked, uh, let's see, I, I believe that I picked six out of the eight teams correctly uh, to move on. Um, again, a couple series that I, I got the correct amount of games. I said the Leafs were going to win in seven. Wrong team. I said the Bruins were going to win in seven. Again, it went seven. I got the wrong team. Uh, and then everything else, I was off by like one or two games. I said the Rangers were going to win in six. We won in seven. I said the Panthers are going to win in five, and they won in seven, I believe, right? Uh, or yeah. or six? Yeah, seven. The Panthers. Panthers was six. Yep. Panthers was six. Thank you. Uh, Panthers in six. I said the Blues would win in seven. They won in six. Uh, I said the Oilers would win in seven. They won in six. And I said the Avalanche. Oh, the Oilers won in seven. The Oilers won in seven. Yes, thank you. Uh, and I said they, were, they would win in six. I said the Avalanche would win in five. I gave the National Predators one too many there on that one. Uh, silly me. Yeah. Uh, and then I think the most surprising one out of my predictions was I, I predicted the Flames to win in five games, but that series got pushed to seven. So yeah, the, I did all right. The Stars showed up in that series and made it yeah, close. Yeah, they did. They did. Uh, as uh, I think we mentioned, Jake Gettinger and uh, uh, however you pronounce it. Yeah. Ottinger, I think. Yeah, what they were and saying on TV last Ottinger night. and uh, the uh, the coaching as well for Dallas Stars. Yeah. But um, yeah, good stuff. Fun first round of the playoffs for sure. And uh, any other final thoughts before we wrap up here? Looking forward to uh, doing this again. This has been fun. Absolutely. We will be back in probably a couple weeks whenever this thing, second round, uh, wraps up. It should be somewhere there towards the end of May. Usually is what we're looking at. So um, yeah, once that happens, the, we'll the, do that. I think they said I'll that the my... game seven, 
I think they said a game seven of the Stanley Cup finals could be June 30th, which just sounds so wrong to me because it started so late this year. What? Yeah. If, if it all works 30th. out that way, June 30th is the possible date. If everything goes seven from here on out, wow. June 30th would be the game seven of the Stanley Cup finals. It seems so late. I know, but just we like started a late. Middle like, of June. Like the, yeah. Uh, yeah, we started late, so. Yeah. Because they had to did. work in the uh, the break but, for um, the Olympics that didn't end up happening. So they had to move, you know, put three wow. weeks or whatever it was in February. So the playoffs started late because they had to have the regular season go long. So, so there you go, everybody. If you're, if you're paying that Patreon money, uh, you can potentially hope to see us all the way until July 1st here on the Let's Get Ready Network with this playoff beard show. Uh, yeah. So a lot of fun stuff to look forward to. Um, hopefully Ferris will be joining us at some point for one of these. Uh, we're not sure yet, but um, you can certainly expect uh, Adelia and myself to be back here in a couple weeks talking about uh, the next round of the Stanley Cup playoffs. But until then, I think that's that's pretty much uh, going to do it for us here today, Adelia. Unless you have anything else, I can kind of uh, wrap I up. So, nope. Awesome. Well, thanks for listening, uh, guys. Thanks again. Yes, thanks again to all our patrons for watching this on video uh, and everybody else tuning to the audio feed. I'm not going to be like Ferris and read every single one, but uh, you know where to find us, and uh, we really, really appreciate your support. Um, thanks, everybody. Talk to you again next time.